What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Sports Ethos Sixers podcast. I'm your host, Adam Sherman, and this episode is very bittersweet because the Sixers have just beaten the Toronto Raptors and moved on to the second round of the playoffs, but news has been released that Joel Embiid is injured, um, concussion, and a orbital fracture, so a fracture in his face. Um, you know, the timeline uh, is not clear at all. He could be missing the entire series. He could miss a game or two. The NBA does not have any strict concussion rules like the NFL does. But, you know, if it's a severe injury, obviously Joel's not going to play. So there's a lot to get into in this second round series versus the Heat, Joel's status, how the rest of the team needs to step up. And before we get into all of that, I just wanted to take a second to shout out the Ethos Fantasy BK page over on Twitter. It's the most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on the planet. Get all your NBA news, including news about your Sixers, in one Twitter feed. Not only is it fast, but it's really reliable and provides analysis. Again, that's at EthosFantasyBK on Twitter. And also, while you're there, follow the Ethos Sixers page, where I'll be tweeting out Sixers news and uh, just my thoughts on the game as they're happening. Um, So yeah, everyone go check that out. And let's hop into this second round series. So Sixers taking on the Heat, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Kyle Lowry, the number one seed, a great team. Um, Honestly, the least scary out of all of these Eastern Conference powerhouses, the Celtics. Um, I guess I was more scared of the Nets and boy was I wrong as they just got absolutely swept by the Celtics. Um, and then the Bucks, of course, with Giannis, uh, dominant series against Chicago. So the Sixers, probably the least dominant first round series out of all of the other, um, Eastern Conference, you know, the dominant teams. Um, the Heat were able to win without Kyle Lauer, or without Jimmy Butler. Um, that was really impressive. Victor Aldipo stepped up big. Uh, interesting there to see his limited minutes when Jimmy plays, but nonetheless, um, looking at this series, the first thing you have to look at is Joel Embiid's health. Should miss the first game, guessing also the second, and see where it goes from there. But we're just going to talk about it as if Joel is not playing, which sucks. But, you know, we're going to have to look at it logically here. Um, you know, the Sixers obviously will still be starting Maxi. Um, guessing Danny will stay in the starting lineup, although not really sure now that Matisse can play in uh, away games. Um, so either Matisse or Danny. Then you got Harden, of course, Tobias. And then that center spot, looking like Paul Reed. Um, perfect matchup, honestly, for Bam Adebayo, who's around the same height. Obviously, uh, Bam is more physical, a better all-around player than Paul Reed. I think that's pretty obvious. But um, it seems like he's a much better matchup for uh, Bam than DeAndre Jordan would be. I mean, when is DeAndre Jordan ever really a better better option but another option to look at is Charles Bassey appears to be healthy I know he's young I know he's a rookie but um his athleticism could help the Sixers in this series without Joel but it looks like heavy b-ball Paul minutes coming up and this series is honestly really scary um you know of course the Heat been to the finals they have a dominant team all around Tyler Hero off the bench is ridiculous um Duncan Robinson was lighting it up in that first round um, so I think the Sixers, the key to the series is going to be James Harden. James Harden had a really dominant game six, able to propel the Sixers to a 35 point win. Of course, Joel was healthy for that one until late in the game when he caught an elbow from Pascal Siakam. Uh, I don't know why he was in the game at that point, but nonetheless, um, you know, Doc with some amazing adjustments, great coaching that game and keeping Joel in and the starters in that late kind of threw a lot of that away. Um, they did move on, so props to Doc for not blowing a 3-0 lead. 
Um, so, yeah, looking at James Harden in this series, we're going to need to see a side of James Harden that we've seen a couple times on this Philly team. But it's going to have to be more than just those drives and try to draw a foul and kick out. Because, you know, when you have Joel Embiid, he draws so much of the defense that James can do that, you know, his his thing that he's been doing where he's dishing out, you know, 12 assists a game, whatever, scoring what he wants to. But he's going to have to score consistently now. He's going to have to get to the rim and finish strong, not just try to draw the fouls and just have a bailout pass to Joel if he doesn't. He's going to have to hit his step backs. Um, another player that's obviously huge in this series is going to be Tyrese Maxey. We saw when the Sixers played the Heat without Harden and Embiid, and they got the win thanks to Tyrese Maxey's ridiculous performance late in the fourth quarter, hit some big threes, had an and one. Um, you know, not saying I expect all that every single game, but Tyrese Maxey is going to have to play like he's been playing in our wins. Uh, you saw last series when the Sixers were winning games, Tyrese Maxey was playing incredible basketball. You saw in that first game, you saw in the closeout game, Tyrese Maxey, when he turns it on, the Sixers look like a much better team, obviously. Um, and, you know, I feel like I'm just sounding like a broken record, but it's just the big names here that are going to be huge. Tobias Harris now, um, you know, all this talk about, oh, he's the fourth option. He's playing his role well. He has been incredible in this playoff, some great defense. Uh, I'm guessing he'll be matched up against Jimmy Butler. Um, but Tobias is now going to have to even ramp up his scoring as well. We know he's a solid ISO player. He's got his back-to-the-basket fadeaways. He's got his pull-up threes, his strong drives that we've been seeing all playoffs, and he might have to take that to a whole nother gear. Um, but I think that just the combination of these guys playing together, I don't think the loss of Joel is just a, a coffin on the Sixers season. Um, you know, you got guys like Danny Green who played absolutely ridiculous at five threes in one of those games. Um, Matisse Thibel has been very quiet, obviously couldn't play in Toronto, hasn't been super great. But, you know, you got Matisse who, who has those games with like five steals. He really turns the tide of some of them, you know, getting some deflections, some big blocks, some fast break opportunities. And if you get that type of play from Matisse Thibel, I think the Sixers have a very easy chance of winning the series. And when I say easy, I don't mean it's going to be easy to win. I mean, it's easy that they can stay in the series and not let it get to them. Of course, when comparing these teams, you have to look at the coaching. Doc Rivers has been historically a good coach, but as I've mentioned so many times, the blown leads and, you know, even in the first round, he did end the series well. He started the series well, but some of those games in the middle, really rough. And on the other side, you got Eric Spolstra, an incredible coach. Uh, honestly, I think he should have been, he should be coach of the year. I think it's going to go to either Taylor Jenkins, uh, maybe Monty Williams of the Suns, but either way, you know, um, He's a great coach, and that's that's undeniable. And with the talent he has, the way he's been able to uh, make them all play together, you know, they've had some trouble this season, but their bench is absolutely ridiculous. They've got these these guys like Max Struess, uh, Martin coming in, playing big minutes for them and playing good minutes for them. And that's something the Sixers just don't have to the extent that the Heat do or even close. Um, you know, Shake Milton's been okay, I guess, off the bench. Um, George Nian can hit his threes, can't play a lick of defense. Um, and that's kind of it. Especially without um, Joel Embiid, now you got Paul Reed coming into the starting lineup. That that bench is looking awful shaky. And I'm not saying you know Paul Reed was providing so many so many points and all that off the bench, but that's just one less guy. The rotation is going to have to be either shortened up or add someone to the rotation like Furkan that you don't love to add. Um, you know Furkan actually is an interesting option because he has those games where he can go off, especially <laughs> when he enters the starting lineup. But I don't think we're going to see any starter FERC minutes this series. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, looking at this series, um, 
I don't want to make a prediction yet because I don't know if Joel is playing. Um, if the Sixers can happen to steal one of two in Miami, um, some, you know, I'm guessing Joel won't be playing for those games. But if they could absolutely turn the tide, um, this Sixers team is a team that has so many guys that can hurt you that, you know, it just, it's kind of, I won't want to say luck, but for all, I could see the Sixers getting swept. It's really possible. I could see them coming out and being dominant. Um, the Heat are another team that you, they have some games where they look like the best team in the league. No one can stop them. And then they have, uh, games where Jimmy Butler and Udonis Haslam are fighting on the sideline and, uh, fighting with the coach and all that. But, Oh, wow. I mean, just looking, this is going to be a fun series nonetheless. Of course, Jimmy Butler playing for the Sixers. I haven't even covered this yet. He's going to want to win this series big time. Of course, some of the Sixers who played with Jimmy, um, especially I think Tobias Harris is going to want to prove that the Sixers made the right choice by keeping him. Um, I don't know how much he can really prove that at this point after the Heat have been to the finals. Jimmy's been so much better than Tobias. But nonetheless, uh, Tobias' big series here will be huge for him and for Sixers fans. Um, I'm really hoping that the Sixers can get this series to a point where Joel is healthy and it's still competitive, whether that's somehow, you know, keeping it 1-1 at the end of, um, at the end of the Heat's two-game stretch at home, whether it's the Sixers just winning their home games and Joel comes back after that. It's really so up in the air right now. Um, I, I think the, the NBA not having that concussion protocol is huge because Joel's going to rush himself back onto the court, um... That's a mixed bag, too. Of course, some Sixers fans are going to say, it's the playoffs, you know. Might as well push yourself till the end of the season, then get the rest recovery you need. Other fans, um, like myself, would say, you know, make sure you're fully healthy. You don't want to do anything to to risk your health to a different extent. You know, Joel works so hard to keep his body uh, intact, especially after all the injuries. And this is just really unfortunate because this has nothing to do with his conditioning. It has nothing to do with the knees, the anything that's been bothering him. He's done such a good job of keeping himself healthy, keeping himself in shape, doing what he needs to do. And for it to get ruined, something as stupid as, you know, getting hit in the face with a couple minutes left in a blowout, um, it just really, really sucks as a Sixers fan. Um, you know, especially after all the excitement going on. Um, you know, not just in all of Philly sports right now, there's so much excitement. I'm going to go out of my comfort zone for a second to just talk about that. Um, you know, the Philly sweeping the other day, um, Eagles acquiring AJ Brown and all this good news. And as a Philly fan, you're just like, this can't be real. There's got to be a catch. And, uh, the catch is Joel Embiid's injury, of course. Um, but it's, it just sucks to think about, you know, I'm going to keep repeating that because Joel, whether you think so or not, is definitely in the, a top three MVP candidate, was one of the most entertaining players to watch. As a Sixers fan uh, who is just 17 years old, the most entertaining Sixers season by a player I have ever watched, and I think that's pretty obvious, you know. I wasn't alive for Iverson, Dr. J. Joel Embiid, um, MVP caliber, uh, you know, scoring champion performance was ridiculous. And he got the Sixers past the first round, you know, a little bit of struggle there. The windmill celebration, the the fans chanting FMB and all that, shut them all up. It was just so awesome to watch. And I was so excited to watch Embiid and Butler go at it. So it is unfortunate that now we're going to have to watch a series without the best player in the entire series. But 
This is a chance. This is a chance for James Harden to cement himself in many different ways. The first way will be, you know, he has this chance again to be the star player, the number one option on a playoff team. You know, he had all these years in Houston, just couldn't finish the job, got so close so many times. And this series, you know, even if it's just for a few games, if he can get the Sixers a couple wins and help them move past, that is huge for James Harden uh, and his legacy, especially with the Sixers, which is the next point. James Harden has a chance to cement himself uh, on the Sixers as, you know, a great player for them. You know, he, he already is, in history, one of the best scorers of all time. A uh, great player, perennial all-star. But for the Sixers now, he's just been a guy who came in for Ben Simmons. Played pretty well, you know. He's had some good games, had some really bad shooting games. But these next couple of games are a chance for James Harden to show the city of Philadelphia that he is still a superstar. He is the player that they thought they were getting. Um, you know, even if it's... If it's at home, you can get the fans absolutely turned up so easily. Sixers fans, they they latch on to the smallest bit of excitement. James Harden hits a step back three. The place will explode. James Harden's got to capture some of that momentum. Um, Obviously, share it with Tyrese Maxey because the fans love Tyrese Maxey, if you didn't know. Um, You know, I've been to a couple games this year, a couple playoff games, I should say. And when Tyrese Maxey gets introduced, it's almost as loud as Joel Embiid. Um, Tyrese Maxey has already cemented himself in Sixers fans' hearts. But he could keep doing so, you know. Uh, After that last game against the Heat, Tyrese Maxey has shown what he can do against them. Uh, He's shown what he can do in the playoffs against the Raptors, you know, scoring, what was it, 38 in the first game, uh, hitting some huge shots down the stretch last game. So I'm really excited to watch what that uh, Tyrese Maxey, James Harden duo can do. And I touched on it a little bit, but this is a real chance for Paul Reed to cement himself, not just on this current team, but for the future of the Sixers. You know, it's a lot to ask a guy, a second-year player drafted in the late second round, to come in and be a starting center and play great defense on an all-star caliber center such as Bam. Uh, I think it's pretty clear Paul Reed won't be scoring almost any points if Bam is guarding him. Bam, if he was healthy, would have been the defensive player of the year in my eyes. But nonetheless, he's an incredible defender, incredible player. But if Paul Reed can hold his own against Bam, you know, just play solid defense, get his boards, uh, make some good plays when it's there, you know he's going to bring it all, bring all his energy, uh, get some big offensive rebounds. That's what Paul Reed does. And if he can bring that energy for more than 10, 15 minutes a game, I think that cements him as not just the backup center for this year, but a role player for the next seasons to come. You know, you got Tyrese Maxey. We're praying he's going to be here for a long, long time. Matisse getting a little bit up there you know not like old but he's not like a super young piece anymore you know he's like 26 now um he's at a point where he's nearing i don't want to say his prime but by the time the sixers get out of this stretch of joel um joel's prime matisse won't be a young player anymore but tyrese maxi paul reed will be so you know i don't want to get a two off topic because we have a playoff series to to talk about but um, yeah, the future of this team, Paul Reed could be a big piece, and this playoff series will be really interesting. And one more person I must add that has a lot to prove in this series is Doc Rivers. If the Sixers can win without Joel Embiid against this number one Heat team, Doc Rivers will shut up a lot of the league right now. Um, you know, after some 3-1 blown leads, blowing leads all season, almost blowing 3-0, Doc is... I don't want to say in the hot seat because I think the Sixers organization loves him, but he's in, you know, the public eye right now. And seeing how he coaches this series will be super interesting in how Doc goes down, how his future of the Sixers is looking. And uh, before we go on to 
I'm going to give a, a prediction because, you know, Joel playing or not, just want to have something in case it hits to say, come back to this uh, episode and look how smart I am. Um, I just want to take a quick second to shout out our partner at Sports Ethos uh, Thrive Fantasy. Everyone can go prop up with Thrive on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ethos at sign up for an 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to $100 plus either two to four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names every night, score points when props hit, and players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. Also, go check out the Sports Ethos DFS team and pod for advice. Again, the code is ethos over at thrivefantasy.com. And, you know, you guys, um, I'm obviously biased. Literally, I'm the host of the Sports Ethos Sixers podcast. I'm going to want my Sixers to do great. And my prediction for this series is Sixers in seven. Yes, I said the Sixers are going to beat the number one seeded Heat, maybe without Joel. I think the Sixers will go down uh, 0-2 in this series. They're going to win their two home games. Joel will be back for game five. They're going to steal game five. Um, And then I think the Heat might come to Philly, steal game six. I I think that each team is going to get a win on the other's floor because it's that type of matchup. I think it's going to come down to a game seven in Miami, and I think that the Sixers are going to shut up the Heat fans, which is would be ridiculous. You know, that is a great environment for the Heat. They've been great at home. You know, their fans are are great fans. Um, Toronto fans, I just want to say this. Um, Everyone talks about Sixers fans, but I think Toronto fans were a lot nastier in that first round, a lot more brutal, you know, booing every time Joel touched it is just the the smallest part of it, chanting FMB'd every single second. Uh, you know, they sure, they had some injuries, but they were trying to blame everything on Embiid, saying it was intentional. That's how the game of basketball works, you know. I don't think Pascal was trying to hurt Joel on that drive. I think it just happened, but they got to understand, it's just basketball. But nonetheless, I'm putting my prediction in, Sixers and seven. Um, we're going to revisit that. Um, again, make sure you're following the Twitter because that is where you will get your updates, both the Ethos Fantasy BK page and the Sports Ethos Sixers page. So quickly before we sign off, I just wanted to remind everyone to use code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com for 20% off your order plus free shipping. Also, check out our pals over at mybookie.ag and use code HOOPBALL on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses. Thank you guys so much for listening um, and make sure to trust that process.